your identity in Christ. You are who Christ says that you are. There was recently, I went through this experience. It was extremely eye-opening. It was really, I had several aha moments. And it was when I was, um, I was really contemplating because I realized that um, a lot of who we are, the things that we have in our life, the relationships we have in our life, it's really just a reflection of our identity. And our identity is made of these two things. Our thoughts and our feelings combined make up this moral character, that our identity. And I, and I started to realize that a lot of, all of the behaviors that we do is based on who we believe that we are. And we have, there's two types of beliefs, limiting beliefs and liberating beliefs. And a lot of things in, in, in my life, there was some limitations I was trying to overcome and trying to um, just get a grip of my mind and my life and who I am in Christ. And, and I, I, was, I was really contemplating on this. I went through this discovery process where I began to see who does Christ actually say that I am. So I'm so excited to be able to share with you because I believe that this process is going to really help many of you so that you can, without a shadow of a doubt, with certainty, you can understand who you are in Christ. So I entitled this video, uh, Discovering Your Identity in Christ. But first, my name is Enoch Leffingwell, and here at the Army of Youth, we are passionate about helping young people to identify their unique talents and to dedicate them to the Lord's service. If this is something that interests you, I encourage you to subscribe and follow us on social so that you can get more messages just like this. So as I was saying before, in um, I, I realized that the desires that we have or the goals that we set, um, these biblical uh, desires, these sanctified desires of our hearts, we don't reach them based on what we do. It's not our behaviors that creates these things that we want in our life. It is really who we are. And in order to have more, we need to actually focus on being more in Christ. And as so that got me thinking, and I was I would realize that everything that we want in, in this life and the life hereafter can be attained only by applying all of the principles in God's Word. The more, like our success in this life and the life to come is in proportion to our obedience and consecration to God. So I started to think that, um, like for instance, if I wanted to avoid lying, then I had to become a person who is an honest person. I have to be someone who, who is honest. And if my identity is I'm a very honest person or I'm a terrible liar or whatever that may be, then when it comes to lying, that doesn't go through my mind. It's not even a temptation because that's not who I am. And in like manner, on the flip side, there could be unwanted behaviors that, or there could be desired behaviors that we want, like lying is unwanted, but something that we do want to do, like maybe exercise or we want to be a jogger. And if my identity is not like I am a jogger, then I may jog for a little bit. There's some things that I could do that is out of alignment uh, or out of harmony with my identity for a season, but it's not going to be long term. In order to make these uh, behaviors long term, habitual, so that they last, then they have to, then I have to become that person that habitually does that behavior. Are you following what I'm saying? So as a jogger, let's, I'll give you an example. 
if I'm not a jogger, but I have a goal that I want to jog and I want to be healthy, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go out and I might jog for like five days straight. But on the sixth day, let's say it's raining and I look outside, I'm like, oh, it's kind of, it's cold, it's dark, it's dingy out there. And, um, oh man, it's raining. Well, this is, I guess I'm not going to go jogging today. That's a bummer. But on the flip side, if I am a jogger and that's what my identity is, like when I was in California, I uh, used to train with this ultra marathon runner. And this guy, I'll tell you, because his identity is like, he's not just like, I'm a jogger. I am an ultra marathon runner. That was his identity. So I would see him during the snow, during the sunshine, the rain, no matter the weather, early as can be, he's on the pavement, pounding the pavement, jogging. And someone whose identity is to be a jogger, they'll see the same window of all the clouds and the, and the wind and the rain, and they'll be like, wow, what a beautiful day to go for a jog. Because it has nothing to do with their environment, their circumstances, or their resources. It has everything to do with who we believe that we are. So it, when I recognized this, I began to realize that you are who Christ says that you are. So what we have to do if we want the, the character of Christ or if we want the results that God, of God's blessings, we've got to fulfill His conditions. We have to be the person who God, can, uh, who God can say, like, hey, I entrust this person with my talents, with these. Um, and it's like at the Army of Youth, like, we are all about how can we identify our unique talents and dedicate them to Lord's service and develop them. But God, to whom much is given, much is required. So God has to see us faithful to receive the talents and the blessings, the abilities to, um, to be faithful in that which is least. So what I did is I started to ask the question, who does God say that I am? Because God has given us, uh, created us as free moral agents. That means that you cannot change your circumstances, but you can choose your reaction. You can choose what identity that you will accept or adopt, you have that ability. And that means we can step out of our old identity and into who Christ says that we are. And I was like, whoa, wait, hold on. I think I'm onto something. And I started to study the Word of God. I was asking, what identity does the Word of God give me? I was asking, how does God look at me when I am abiding in Christ? See, that's key. When we abide in Christ, when His words are in us, then our relation to God and to life is completely different. So what does that look like? And I started to collect. I was looking everywhere that I could for all of these Bible examples of what I like to call these self-identifying statements. It's these statements that start with like, I am or I always, or, or whatever, the, it's something that identifies who we are. Some of the two most powerful words in the English language is I am. So when, as I started to look through and I was looking like, what does the Bible say about this? And as I did, I began to find, I'm just going to read to you. What, what actually happened is I started to uncover like 80 different I am statements, these self-identifying statements of who God says that we are. And I was like, this is incredible. I'm like, what? So I learned things about me that I didn't even know. Like, for instance, I am a morning person because of Psalms 119, 147 through 148. I'm like, oh, wow, that's God's will for me to be a morning person. I'm like, okay. And then I see um, I am a leader. 
who leads leaders. That's 2 Timothy 2.2. Like, wow, that's interesting. Or I am a leader through Christ who influences me. That's Philippians 4.13. And I look here, it's like, I am a gospel singer. That's Psalms 101-2 and also Psalms 150 verse 6. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord, praise ye the Lord. And I have breath, you have breath. That means, according to Psalms 150 verse 6, I am a gospel singer to be used for His glory. And in some of these things, I realize that I'm a joint heir with Christ, Romans 8, 17. I am more than a conqueror through Christ. Um, and it, it says, I am fully persuaded. This was a very interesting thing. Because in order to persuade others, we must be persuaded. In order to touch others, we must be touched. In order to move others, we must be moved. So I had to think, I'm like, what am I fully persuaded about? And... Um, I came across Romans 8, verse 38 through 39. It says, I am persuaded that God really loves me and he means to do me well. Because when you really stop to think just that alone, if you really believe that God loves you and he means to do you well, then you'll cease to worry about the future. I realized that almost all of my pain, all my suffering, like at a higher level concept or, or like stance, then most of my, my doubt or challenges is based on a limiting belief in God's love for me and that He really means to do me well. If I really believe that in these circumstances, I'd be willing to step out of my comfort zone. I'd be willing to endure. Uh, I wouldn't be afraid of failure because I knew that re whatever the results, God loved me and He means to do me well. And I can learn through this experience. I can grow. And even if I had friends that betrayed me or friends that were separated, if I really believed that God loved me and He means to do me well, then I wouldn't worry about the separation. I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't focus on the loss, but I would see, I'd learn to see the gain. And in this experience, I'm like, wait a second, because uh, our thoughts and our feelings are strengthened as we give them utterance. This is a law of expression. So if it feels like, um, like I remember at first, like, Sometimes, some of these things as I was, I was reading, I was like, whoa, this is powerful. Um, it, it, uh, some of the things were so different than like who I was or who I, like my old identity or like BC Enoch or before Christ where I realized like that there's, there's some limiting belief there. There's doubt that's still, that it's like, uh, I don't know if I'm really that. It's like, I want to be that, but no, no, no. It's not I want to or I'm seeking to. I am present tense and in the first person. When we learn to claim the promises of God in the present tense and in the first person, then it transforms our character and our lives in almost no other way possible. So what I began to realize, I'm like, this is incredible. So for instance, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.17, it says, pray without ceasing. So it's like, okay, how can I claim this in the first person? Not just a command, but that it's an identifying statement. So I never stop praying. There you go. Now, again, a lot of times we're like, well, I don't know if I can really say that because I, there's some times that I, f I forget praying. But my question is, do you, um, are, are, can you not say that because you stop praying or do you stop praying because you haven't said it to accept your identity in Christ? That is a better question. Because what I've, what I've been discovering and understanding more and more 
is that we are who Christ says we are. As long as we abide in Christ, uh, then we don't. Uh, then we have a different identity. And I see that uh, a big differentiator between how we do this, where one might seem self-sufficient or, or self like um, like too much trust in ourselves, and then and then there's like we know that we need to put our trust in Christ, and it's not me at all. It's Christ in me, the hope of glory. So where is the balance? And what I begin to realize is what we need to do is as we claim the promises of God, pay attention. As I started opening my eyes, I became hyper aware and I'm like, whoa, it's been years like this. The Bible didn't change, but I never saw it. But all of these promises where it's like, I am crucified in Christ. Nevertheless, not I live, but Christ liveth in me. The life which I now live, I live by the faith of Christ who gave himself for me. And you see that in this, it's first person, it is in the present tense, and, um, but the thing is, like, for instance, um, I can do all things, where um, that word all things is so profound, because you can literally replace all things with almost anything. Like, what can't you do? Now, there's two ways to do it. You can focus on yourself, say, I can do it, period. Or, you can finish the rest of the verse, and it says, I can do all things, how? Through Christ who strengthens me. And as long as you're giving glory to Christ who gives you strength, then he gets the glory. And how much more is God going to want to work through you more and more as you continually, habitually, consistently give him all the credit and glory for everything good in your life? As James says, every good and perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights. So that's the secret. The, the difference between self-sufficiency and lying is, or, or trusting in God and claiming his promises in the first person, is who is the focus on? Is the focus on myself and my ability? Or is the focus on Christ and his ability to work through me, the hope of glory, as Colossians 1.27. This right here is a powerful concept, friends. If you can learn how to actually claim the promises of God the right way, it makes it so much more powerful. And these I am statements are literally wiring in your brain. It is shifting your identity. It is connecting the thoughts and the feelings combined, which really make up your moral character, your identity in Christ. You are who God says that you are. And when you truly believe this and you accept this, it can transform everything about you. It can transform your life as you know it. And people won't look at you the same again. So here's my challenge for you. I would I challenge you to go throughout the scriptures and just think and write down a list or pray to God and have a written list. Like literally, I got on, I like to use this cool pro, uh, program called Notion, but you can use any page, but um, whether it's Google Docs or however, but make a list, uh, a numbered list of all of the self-identifying statements in the Word of God. Write down who does God say that you are and make that list in the first person in the present tense. Don't say I want to be, I will be, I seek to. Say I am through Christ. I am because Christ in me. I am and whatever that is, and see how many you can come up with. But I challenge you, make a list of at least 25 self-identifying statements 
and um, say these and really share them, pray them, and thank God for giving you these promises and these character traits. And it will transform your life as you know it, especially for turning your current weakness into your greatest strength. We have to learn to replace these limiting beliefs with liberating truths. And Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So this is a really powerful exercise. I look forward to hearing um, in the comments from you what is something that stands out to you the most from this message, and what are you excited? How many of you are willing to commit right now that you're going to do this? Let me know in the comments. Say, I am willing. I would love to hear from you. And um, also, if you want a, a tool that we put together, um, this is the Live Your Calling Daily Account Book. This is very special because this helps you to take inventory of who you are in Christ and, and try to filter your thoughts and to realize what was the old you and what is the new you in Christ. It's a biblically based system that helps you to examine your character, your life, to have better understanding of what are the weak areas that need to be strengthened. And it actually gives you a path and a process to be able to strengthen those those character traits. It helps you to be intentional with your prayers and and to be uh, very grateful for the things that God has given you. And this, many of these principles I just shared with you in this video and more are spoken of when you when you t- grab your copy of Live Your Calling Daily Account Book. I'd highly recommend that you t- you grab a copy of this. If you want, go to the website thearmyofyouth.com forward slash account book and you can grab your copy today. That's again thearmyofyouth.com forward slash account book. I am so excited for you to go through this exercise and grab your copy of the account book because it can transform your life as it has been for many of our students around the world. Thank you so much for watching. If you thought that this was a blessing, I encourage you to hit like and share this with a friend. Who do you know that can be blessed by a message like this? And remember friends, it may seem daunting at first, but just know that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called.